Hey, how's it going? We recorded an episode last night. It was the 10th anniversary of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye. Me, Levi, and Eddie have had this idea of recording an episode, listing our favorite Kanye albums. We thought this was a one of the best opp- opportunities to do this. So we ended up uh, doing that. And we also talked about the album, some fun facts here and there. Uh, my mic wasn't working in some parts and then there's like some parts that lag but you know what fuck it it's whatever just minor issues but other than that the episode's still listenable so check it out and hope you all like it just three dudes nerding out to Kanye <laughs> all right just waiting for fucking Levi he's about to join it now bro I fucking <laughs> you got your notes and everything <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> nice <laughs> all right class today uh <laughs> shit i'm glad okay thank you because i was doing an assignment for school i didn't even do any research i did a little bit but i didn't do much so i'm i'm falling back on you guys for like the info and shit right. uh, i have like three things i hope levi has a little more for what for what things uh the fun facts because uh professor danny here <laughs> didn't, didn't these are all my notes it. These are all my notes. <laughs> if 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 you if you if your lyrics were that short, maybe we'd be a bigger band. I don't know. I think so. <laughs> I I I, uh, I I I'm I'm so narcissistic. I write like 35 lines about my life that no one cares about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sad about this girl one time. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so is Drake. Hey, you, you don't blame it on blame game. Oh, nice segue. <laughs> nice segue to start the shit. All right. So today I am with. Levi of Reinforced Fame, uh, music connoisseur. You can literally like sing anything. This fool knows. This this fool's better than Shazam. He knows every fucking song ever. And uh, I am here with uh, Eddie, uh, Twitter famous Beancha Eddie. Um, I would like to consider him a, a king of puns. Um, a very good music tastes all around. Uh, so I don't know if y'all want to do your own intros. I already introduced y'all. Uh, Levi, you go first. <laughs> um, what's up? Uh, yeah, Levi, uh, aka the Anti Danny, aka No, you can't borrow my cab real quick, aka Yes, I watch childhood movies online because I'm a grown ass man, and uh, you won't change my mind about it. And uh, I'm here to be the contrary to everything Danny says. So, and I love that. Yeah, <laughs> we got Eddie over here. All right, what's up? I'm Eddie, like Danny said, Pincha Eddie on Twitter. Uh, Mr. Tupac Money, Mr. Stan here in a Speedo, a.k.a. Mr. Pink Wig, Dick Ass, Give Him Whiplash. Um, and uh, I've used this intro before, but a.k.a. Progressive Pipe Layer. Not progressive, <laughs> like Danny used to say, but you can say that too, because I am kind of woke. All right, so we're going to get this started. Um, I would, I guess, say that Kanye is all of our problematic fave. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. It says a lot of uh, a lot of funny <laughs> shit. A lot of people don't agree with. I don't agree with a lot of it. Uh, but people have canceled him left and right. But I'm still going to listen to his music. You know, you can cancel me over that. Fuck it, I don't care. Um, so it is a 10th anniversary of the album. And where do y'all want to start with it? Looking back at it. Um... The, a lot of the comments you'll see about this album is that it was his like 
you know, his opus. It was his comeback to music, and it saved his career and all this stuff. Um, mainly because of the whole Taylor Swift stuff that happened. We're gonna um, we're gonna jump I'm, into that later on. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna talk about it right now. Okay. But like, for for me, I don't really care about Taylor Swift, so that didn't really bother me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it was it was like shocking that he did that. Maybe back then, but even though I was like, I didn't really care. Um, but at the same time, it was just like for me, it was um, uh, like there's a obviously a lasting impact on this album. It's I will say I'll go ahead and say it right now before we get to the end of the you know the list and stuff like that. This is not my favorite Kanye album, and okay. uh, we, I've had this talk with Danny at length before. Um, it's not my favorite Kanye album. It's uh, it's in my top five, but it's not my my favorite one by by him by, by any stretch. But at the same time, it's cohesive enough to like be able to put on and stuff. Like I think we. Kind of went back and forth one time about uh his albums i think uh danny like talked about he was like talking during <laughs> twisted fantasy and i i was talking during like life of pablo and we kind of exchanged like notes on stuff like that but anyway um yeah but it still has a lasting effect and people either have a couple songs they still like like from this album songs they hate <clears throat> um there's a lot of really big critiquing on this but at the most it created a buzz that he had he hadn't seen since graduation I know 808's kind of brought him further into the fold, but like, yeah, I think graduation was like really was the one that like thrust him into the spotlight, the arena tours and stuff like that. So I thought that was, yeah, it's definitely a, a definitely a pinnacle for him as well. This album. If, if if anyone's listening who doesn't, I guess know what we're talking about. I forgot to mention the name. Uh, we're talking about my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. And Eddie, where do you where does this where does this album fall for you? I would put it. It's a tie between because my top. Two albums are this one and Graduation, and it fluctuates. I uh, have it at number one, but Graduation is my number one. And I know we're going to dive into our top five albums of uh, yeah. top five Kanye albums later. I actually excluded my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and put Graduation at number one. But yeah. on a regular day, it's tied. But yeah, yeah. Um, like Levi said, like this album, it's been 10 years later and people still talk about it to this day. They still listen to yeah. it. They still yeah. cite it as the greatest of all time. And yeah. I said this on Instagram earlier, but I think it'll be another 10 years till we get an album like of this caliber and that we're still talking about like 10 years later. Yeah. yeah. The first time I ever heard this. So we'll start, we'll start, off, we'll start off with that. The first time each of us heard this album. I was with Josie. Uh, or well, I think we all know Josie, but or, you know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of drunken experiences with Josie have included this album. <laughs> and uh, actually, aside from that, the first time I ever heard this, me and him had gone to San Antonio for something. We were driving back, and he gave he passed me the iPod, his iPod. That's when we all had iPods. You know, <laughs> it's funny to think about that, like how much music iPods carried. Like, I think he had like the fucking 120 some gig one. So he had a lot of albums, and then I saw he had Kanye, and I was like, oh, you know what? I haven't heard this album. He was like, oh, dude, it's good. Start playing it. From uh, The only song I had heard at that point was Runaway. Um, I didn't really give the album a chance too much. Um, so we started listening to it, and in the beginning, I was kind of thrown off. Um, how it's like, it's Nicki Minaj, right? Like in the intro, like, which he's doing like the little uh, thing. Yeah. The pop- and, I, and then Nicki yeah. just starts in with the chorus, and then I'm just kind of confused, like... The fuck's going on like, Can you take me higher? and then like i heard the urkel line in there and then like the winslow whatever the fuck and i was like okay this is kind of funny like this is cool i fuck with it and then as the album progressed um i to be honest with you i was never a kid cuddy fan like just never appealed to me for some reason but connie actually made me a kid cuddy fan because of you know when okay. he came out in, in the album and then just like 
yeah. features later on and shit. And I was like, okay. And as yeah. the album flowed, I was like, I saw how it like went into Runaway and then into the rest of the album. And then when I heard Soul Pauled, I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. everyone's on this fucking song. It's so good. And then as the album ended, um, with, like, Who Will Survive in America? I was like, wow. Like, what the, f- yeah. this album went like up and down as far as like moods and just like, it was out there with the production, some parts that I had never heard, like, before so a lot of it like because i'm big on like industrial nine inch nails like type of like synths and just like weird shit like that and so when i had some of that in there like towards the end i was like whoa this is fucking dope like i i, I love it um how was y'all's first experience listening to the album uh, i'll go um i was actually uh, in high school when this album dropped i think i was a senior uh i had the big ass ipod or the ipod touch and i was constantly like bear share limewire the pirate bay just downloading stuff i was already a kanye fan at this yeah. point because like graduation came out i think maybe my eighth grade year no ninth grade year and you know the shades everybody wanted those yeah, like blindfold shades yeah I had like two or three pairs. I was big into like the rave scene. So those were always like, you know, stood yeah. out under the black light. So I was already a Kanye fan. And I think I heard Monster first off the album. I didn't hear it until the track actually appeared in The Hangover 2. And okay. they played Nicki Minaj's verse. And I was like, yo, what the fuck is this? So then I look it up and I'm like, oh, it's off a Kanye album. Started listening, of course, started with Dark Fantasy, that weird-ass, like, British medieval voice intro, and you're just like, okay. <laughs> Beat kicks in, you're just, with the chorus, you're just like, okay, fuck, this is awesome. Um, I was already a Kid Cudi fan. Kanye didn't really make me a Kid Cudi fan. It was like, oh, I see how these two artists, like, you know, work well together. The Kid Cudi's hums, vocals, harmonies, like, they're perfect, they're awesome. So, yeah, I was in high school and still listening to it to this day. Yeah, like, uh, Kid Cudi, like, compliments him so fucking well. Um, I think, yeah. it, like, with, with Kanye, that I think, like, it's unfortunate that we'll probably never get another Watch the Throne part two because the other person I think compliments Kanye so much is Jay-Z. Well, this, this, came out in, this came out in 2010, so I was, like, there was a time in my life where I had, like, no internet, but 2010, I was already, I just started college, uh, and... Uh, what do you call it? Of course, there they had he is a uh, Good Fridays. I don't know if y'all remember those good those Good Fridays where he like yeah. dropped a, 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 yep. a single every Friday. It was that, so I was able to kind of be in touch with that and you know check out all what he had to offer for those those samples and stuff. And of course, being in college, like you heard you heard these songs like constantly. You heard you know all the lights. You you heard like uh, Power, which I'll get into like later. Uh, but yeah, and of course, it was his. It was just like all the samples and stuff that you expect from Kanye, and all the uh, you know all the verses you expect from him. But then the collaborations that you saw, like some of them were, that weren't even credited, kind of like which is exactly what uh, Tyler the Creator copied later in Igor, where they you know he had a bunch of, uh, of uh, artists like uh, featured on there, but he wouldn't name them in the credits. And that was something that you saw here. I think all the lights had like almost 20 people and the yeah. chorus alone. Like, so, <laughs> and he posted that uh, on Twitter. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't even know. Yeah, wrong just, yeah, like yeah, 14 yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. And so like, and there was people who were supposed to be on it, but weren't on it. And like, again, a lot of this, like, the, just like the, the blueprint he let out for an 808, as far as where rap could go. And like all the like singing rap that you hear now is like stemming from 808s and Heartbreak. And just like with this one, you had the, uh, like all the collaborations and like, 
multiple writers, multiple producers, multiple people in like a, what do you call it? A rap camp, you know, when he did that. Yeah. So anyway, back to what I was saying, back in like 2010. So like I was hearing it actively uh, either through the, uh, like the online or like, you know, at, uh, at football games, they played all the lights all the time. And that became a stupid uh, sports <laughs> anthem for a while. Oh, it, it was like, I would hear an ESPN and shit like that. It, it, it got on my nerves, bro. Um, but yeah, I mean, by hearing, hearing the, actually getting to sit down and listen to the whole album when it came out, uh was uh usually when, when i knew when new stuff came out i was like listening to it on uh like while i was studying or something like that and i would sit there and every time where i kind of have to sit back and kind of be like okay this is different because you know he's coming off of uh 808s coming off of graduation and it's just like okay this is like definitely different this is something that's you know maybe it's not something you you play in the club and stuff like that or you, you play at a bar or something like that or with your friends but it's definitely for me for this album is one of those uh like like driving in your car headphone music as you know as it's been you know certain songs like that certain type of artists have that kind of feel but it was it was still really really good it was cohesive and everything mixed together and of course it had all the samples like thousands of samples left and right just like any Kanye album before so yeah that was my experience it was just like college and like just constantly listen to it on my own and that's why I, I would take it as you know as as that I wouldn't go any further than Oh yeah, you know, put on all the lights and we're at this, you know, we're at this kickback with some friends. Like, no, that never happened. Uh, <laughs> maybe yeah. somebody might, might, maybe someone might slip in power, maybe. But this is one of those things that you're just kind of like, you know, it's conversational. You like talk to people about you, you know, this is what we're doing right now. Uh, but it also set the blueprint for a lot of what the artists are doing nowadays, like kind of pushing barriers and boundaries with the uh, with rap and stuff. So I thought that was a uh, that was my experience. Yeah. So uh, we'll jump into three favorite tracks off this. Um, my three favorite tracks, I would say, well, I mentioned it on, on Eddie's Instagram story. Um, so appalled just because of all the features and stuff. And just like, yeah. I think everyone just knocks it out of the fucking park with their verses. Like, yeah. I feel like they're trying to one up each other. And like, yeah. as far as like, <laughs> I hear the song goes like, oh, shit, this person's verse is really good. So and so. And the fact that RZA didn't have to say anything and just repeating the same shit was just perfect like (laughs) just the way he says it very says the hook very aggressively it just gets you all fucking amped up and just the 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 music like the the beat the sound of it sounds like there's strings in the back flowing right like yeah it it, it feels like something bad is about to happen it's just like i fucking love that shit so uh that uh blame game uh for many reasons <laughs> <laughs> i wonder what they are <laughs> uh, please literally is like please, uh, please listen please <laughs> please listen for us please i would love to hear it all john some bullshit like the uh, <laughs> uh, soundtrack of like just my love life or lack of love life and just like getting you know just being sad and shit and drunk and um i was involved in entanglement uh, for several years, and <laughs> this contract to that, um, I'd go. You're tweeting the fucking lyrics. Um, yeah, I think one of my favorite tweets off this was I was like, I can't believe she left me for the guy that Chris Rock is talking about at the end of Blame Game. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> <laughs> just messy, they, just being messy on the timeline and shit. They, like, they, they need like, to stop making music for Danny. Like I'm, I'm tired of him <laughs> so, tweeting. And like, just, <laughs> just Blame Game, like. Um, just you know drunkenly on the timeline on the tl um and this one probably won't make a lot of sense but to me like i just like like lyrics to it even though kanye doesn't sing in it uh who will survive in america 
just yeah. uh i feel like it, it aged well um it's something I, I saw like a recent protest there was someone holding a sign and it was like who will survive in america and i thought that was fucking yeah that was beautiful i thought that was dope that yeah. someone uh, made a sign of that so those are my three favorite tracks levi what are yours i have three it's they're kind of like the 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 stock but at the same time i i really feel uh it's like power easily is my favorite off of that album because like no matter it was like i said earlier you can put it on you know at at the bar if you wanted to with with a friend and stuff and it'd be okay it'd still go with the mood enough that you can still like enjoy and 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 if you're a fan of connie you can just sit back and enjoy the lyricism and kind of you know wrap along to it and like enjoy it uh, without you know, you know, fucking the mood up. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Even with that, like I remember, I, even with that, like I remember, I remember, like you know, whether it was on my own or when Saints, when Saints Row the Third came out, and like the first mission that you do, you jump out of the helicopter with a with a parachute, and right before you jump out, it just clicks in, but up, but it's like it is the sickest, sickest shit in the world, like so, like I, I like the song already, but like jumping out of a helicopter like with a parachute, and so. And granted, like the Saints Row is kind of a jokey, like you know, uh, what is it, Grand Theft Auto ripoff? Yeah. But it's uh, but the fact that like that was a song they chose for the first stage and the first thing that you do, jumping out of a helicopter, and like you know, that was like this the sickest shit in the world. So like it, it fits in a lot of settings, where it's a video game, where it's in a, in, a, in, a, in a background, like you know, with some friends, or if you're just there on your own, you know, like chilling and, like, with headphones on and stuff like that, or in your car. So yeah power and then of course that that whole like just the whole exchange there the all the verses and are, are sick as fuck uh i'll talk about some other stuff later we're gonna go into some more detail but yeah there's that one runaway um mainly because of one the redemption uh concert after he called out Taylor swift or he like you know interrupted Taylor swift and then two that push a t verse is like still holds up to this day yeah like, push a t, like push, i don't care I, like drake stands aside like push a t like got has got that verse like locked down to the point to where he wrote it multiple times because Kanye was like no you need to be more of a douchebag you got to be more of an asshole like in this in this part of the song so he would write something Kanye would, would like kind of erase it and, like no do it again and make it even more like more of an asshole like you know kind of point of view which is basically he's like the devil on his shoulders in this in this uh in this song so it's like that verse he, even now Pusha T talks about it being like one of his best verses that he's written you know <clears throat> and so the last one of course, it for me is going to be uh, a, a devil, and, and uh, yeah. So with with yeah with the Rick Ross, because that verse is something you don't see from from Rick Ross very often, where he's nope. like introspective, like like introspective, and he gets real dark. I mean, yeah, he gets that sometimes, like oh yeah, when I'm alone in my room, like that's like Aston Martin music, you know. I'm when I'm alone, let's not look at the wall, and I was on the floor. Who can you call? Like that sort of stuff. Like that's Rick Ross. But when you kind of pull back. And you hear this this one where he's like, "What is that? I'm making love to the angel of death." I was like, "Oh shit!" It was, <laughs> it, it, was it, it, it was the same feeling I got when I heard uh, Tyler say, uh, "This is what the devil hears before he goes to sleep." And I was like, "Oh, I was like, <laughs> like that was like." And of course, I was in my like early twenties, so I was like, "Oh yeah, dark and stuff, bro." But um, <laughs> but yeah, like but like yeah, devil was like easily my third, like the and a close and a close one would be. Uh, blame game like an honorable mention but like top three for sure would be what, what i like about and devil in a new dress it, it it as it's go as a song is going just it goes instrumental for a while and you you don't mind it like you don't mind it at no. all it, it just keeps and going then it, and, and then, then it fucking, switches yeah and then rick ross just comes in and you're like oh shit like he just kind of comes out of nowhere and when he comes in he's 
delivering something new to the song and yeah, like, yeah. And, and just the way he delivers his flow just the content is like holy shit this is a really good this song was already good and just made it better and yeah. it's funny because like i'm not i'm not a fan of a lot of a lot of the features that connie has on this album but uh -huh. listening to it i'm like oh shit you know what rick ross i should check him out you know because <laughs> yeah. I'm real picky and choosy, you know. But once Rick, once yeah, I heard yeah. that Rick Ross verse, I was like, oh shit, I should fuck with some of his shit and listen to it because that yeah. was awesome. Yeah, and the thing is that th there is uh, the critics, you know, uh, who do constant, you know, just shitting on records and stuff like that. Even though you know they have some some good things about them, we're talking about how uh, how Rick Ross's uh, verse doesn't add anything to the song because it's so different. Because it's complete, it's, it's so it's so opposite of what Kanye was saying in the first in the first couple of verses that it kind of takes away from the song, and I was like, well, that's the reason why everyone loves that verse because it's so different, not because it's different, not so much because it's different in the song, but because it's different from what we usually hear Rick Ross say. Just yeah. the yeah. same way, the same way that Monster made Nicki Minaj like this one kind of turning one back onto Rick Ross, like he was already established. Yeah, everyone knew who he was. But then, like, oh, like he's got like that. All right, cool. Let me see what else he he has. And granted, he didn't put out very much anything close to this again. But yeah. there was those times where he had those flashes of, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand why. You know, there's like people in, a long time ago saying that he was gonna be like the next uh, B.I.G. It never happened. But like, there was those little flashes. Those little flashes. Little flashes like like this one, especially where it was just like, oh, okay. So he's got something to say. And uh, what is it that line about him doing ciphers with with Kanye before his, his mouth was wired shut? Like that was another great line in that in that whole verse too. Yeah. So it's like he had a lot of shit to say in that one. So you know, what, yeah, you're right. I I do hear the like uh, certain highlights of Biggie like in his verse that I guess I never noticed until like how you said right now. Yeah. Like holy shit, yeah. some sort of a resemblance to that. Yeah, yeah the biggest so Biggie uh, influence in his first there is a Coogee sweater. Obviously, yeah, uh, yeah, Biggie yeah, yeah, always yeah, yeah, yeah. talked about that. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like, but yeah, there's there's like certain points in that in that that verse that you just kind of like, oh shit, oh shit, and like, it's not so much that like it's like a it's like a great verse. I mean, yeah, they are they are. It's a great verse altogether. Like, separate it and put it on pretty much you know any one of like his own like tracks and it'd be a fucking banger of a verse. But like, just like so many things. Yeah, he has the thing to talk about. You know, the uh, what does he talks about the the rose and like the stuff he always talks about the shit he always says. You know, that's that's very Rick Ross. But then, like I said, like he has, uh, I was doing cyphers with, with, with Yeezy before he had his, his mouth wired shut. And then that last like little like, like passage of him talking about like making love to the angel of death. And I was like, oh shit, like something you didn't expect, not only for the song, but from, from someone like him. And the same thing with like Nicki Minaj, she had kind of already started to come up, but like that verse is like, oh, you know, that's gonna, that's gonna make, it's gonna make her. It's not one of my favorite songs, but even Kanye was like about to pull it from the record because he was afraid it was going to be the most, you know, favorite verse in the entire album. <laughs> yeah, like so, <laughs> she was going to outshine him. That's what he was like scared of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's, I mean, that's something you've seen before, though. Back when uh, Drake did Forever, uh, uh, Kanye had did his verse beforehand, if I'm not mistaken. And then he heard M's verse and he was like, oh, shit. So he pulled his own verse and rewrote his whole fucking verse because, like, he had to compete with Eminem. And like, and even then, I mean, he wasn't competing at all because he still murked everybody on that yeah. song. <laughs> so yeah, so I'll, I'll stop talking. Let Eddie go. <laughs> so, no, it's cool. It's cool. This is uh, this is fun. Um, actually, Very my believable. top three, my top three appeared in all y'all's top three. Shut up. But yes, but my top one song is "Devil in a New Dress" because of that Ross verse, and because when I downloaded it, 
the album on my iPod didn't come with the features. So all the features were a surprise to me. So I was like, okay, this track is badass. It's like, I ordered the jerk. She said, you are what you eat. Guitar solo. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm vibing. Then that verse just comes in and you're just like, what the fuck? Like Rick Ross is on this? Yeah. And it's like, like I said, it's, uh, it was different from what Ross talks about. It has hints. Oh. He talks about regularly, like, you know, uh, so many cars DMB thought it was a male fraud. He's always talking about shit like that, like trapped yeah, yeah, yeah. in, in his albums or whatever. Um, so yeah that's my number one song i i will put it on when i'm like doing laundry or washing the dishes and just yeah, like yeah. rap along to every verse uh number two would be so appalled just because all the features on it Riza. um favorite verse of all time is uh on that one is push a t um like what what does he started off with uh half a mil in 20s is like a billion where i'm from it's like oh shit okay this is what you want to yeah. hear from push t like yeah bars about the struggle doing coke selling coke all that shit yeah just the features on that are crazy the beat it's very dark those strings it's like a very melancholic mood it's, just, it's like you play that before you go out to downtown McAllen and you just start daydreaming you start daydreaming of a fight <laughs> like, like i hope yeah. something goes down <laughs> Look at, uh, look, I, at I look, the, <laughs> look at Eddie using words over here. I love the Matt Liner Trojan line. That one's a fucking, I love that part. I love that's, that. That's, um, a, that's a surprise. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> the, the, she chose April or what? Something March. Like you were used like the months in it. Oh, yeah. that's uh, yeah. She found out about April. So she chose to March. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that part too. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Pusha T is like a still move a bird like I'm in bed with Mother Goose it's like oh there's levels to this shit <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, bars uh, yeah, <laughs> you know nothing about bars. that <laughs> you know nothing about that um, like Danny said yeah just RZA didn't have to spit a verse just comes with that Wu-Tang aggressiveness like I don't think you've heard it since he hasn't come out you know that aggressive since 36 Chambers that might be I controversial I don't know. And uh, he's, uh, what, what did he say? Uh, cars for the missus and furs for the mistress. It's like, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> Shit. Uh, third track would be Runaway. Again, Push T verse just takes it to another level. Um, I think of all the features on here, all my favorite ones are all Push T, like on the album, Nicki Minaj, and then the Sci High verse on So Appalled, simply because. Uh, that's Beyonce's favorite verse <laughs> on that song. What? Okay. Yeah, I, I had uh, gone off about it on, on Instagram a while back, how they were showing this record to Beyonce, like Ye and her were hanging out, having brunch or some shit. And he's like, oh, let me play you this. Tell me what you think of this verse. So I guess she heard Jay-Z's. I don't know what she said about Jay-Z's verse. I don't know if she fucks with her husband like that. Yeah. But uh, she heard... <laughs> I really hope she does it now that I heard that. She's all right. Like I don't know. But she she heard Sci High's and he's like, that's good. Who is that? You need to sign that. So that's the reason he got signed to good music. So I was like, okay, without Beyonce, we wouldn't have Sci High. I was reading some articles and people hate that verse. They say it it almost derailed the entire song. Yeah. I think it was the same thing. A Vice yeah. article I was reading like a couple minutes ago. It's like, yeah, it torpedoes the song, and I'm like, 
Vice, you don't know what you're talking about? Shut the hell up. That verse is yeah. awesome because he says, yeah. if God had an iPod, I'd be on his playlist. That's a flex. That's, that's like, a great verse online. It's like, I'm, I've never heard of yeah. this guy, but if he says something like that, I'm going to go check him yeah. out. Yeah. 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 Like, and, and yeah, I heard the same thing. And that was the thing that I was like, look, I was like kind of pond, like, like pondering when I was like going over my, my favorite features, which we'll talk about later. But like, yeah, and it was like, the thing is that, the, the the gravity of that verse, yes, it's not like his most well written verse. I I feel that too. It doesn't torpedo the song, in my opinion. But at the same time, like it lays the groundwork because Sci High ends up writing most of Ye's verses from there on out. Yeah, like he's he's credited in every single album from here all the way to Ye, and it, well, it's, maybe not Jesus and King, but all the way to Ye, and like and he's in every single little like you no know, lab that, that that they worked on and stuff like that and. I mean, it's, it lays the groundwork. So there's like a lot of, again, there's a lot of stuff that happened in this album that happened, you know, not only did he pay tribute to the past with, with, with Q-Tip producing, with, with RZA producing, with a bunch of heads in, in the studio working together to get stuff done, but it also laid the ground for the future to where like Psy High and you had like, you know, he made Nicki Minaj a little, uh, broke her career anyway, I should say. Uh, he, he reintroduced everyone to Rick Ross and what he was capable of. And he pushed people and he pushed like, pushes he, again, he pushed them, he made them you know, rewrite lyrics over and over again until he got what he exactly what he wanted. And like Pusha talking about the process about him being like, you know, oh, you know, we'd be working on a song. I thought we'd be in the mood and we were vibing for this one song. And then all of a sudden he hear like something over here that the producer was doing and he just jet over there and all of a sudden <laughs> trying, to rack, trying to rack his brain about where can this sound go in the album. Completely shifting gears, change, like leaving this song here, going over here because he rented out like three rooms. Like he had like the whole, like the, the whole like eight, I don't know what it was called, the, the studio there in Hawaii, but they have three, three recording uh, rooms. He, he, uh, he reserved all three rooms. So he was bouncing from room to room to room like daily, taking like 90 minute naps and like doing like small little, little things here and there. But like, I mean, the process changed later on, but the fact that he came in, you know, took a break from music, came back, kind of reha rehashed his brain and like not only paid tribute to the past, you know, but also made, made a, you know, groundwork for the future. So and yeah. that's a lot of people... A lot of people still know, don't know who Sci High is, but if they do know him, it's mainly because like you know he writes for Kanye now. Like he's one of his writers. Yeah. Um, going back to the renting out the studio thing, Kanye would actually sleep at that studio. I think it's in Oahu, Hawaii. They changed the name recently, so I don't know what it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they had a house also where they had like in-house chefs or whatever. The glass so, mansion. Yeah, Kanye <laughs> would actually drive from the studio to the house, and people would be like, "You didn't." sleep here and he's like no i slept at the studio so like he didn't even sleep in the house they rented but he would just show up for breakfast lunch and then back to the yeah. studio from like 10 in the morning 3 a.m like yeah. it was just crazy the amount of work that went into this yeah so he rented he a whole like club. yeah he rented the whole like uh mansion, studio, mansion. like three rooms and a whole mansion because everybody yeah. that worked on that album at one point or another they were staying there for like days months at a time yeah. like yeah, yeah. why would they worked on this do you think um, when he wrote Blood on the Leaves, talking about first time doing Molly, you're naked in the lobby, you think that's related to like maybe that when the, the hotel that he rented out? Um, I think so. Or it might be, you know, who was he dating at the time? Uh, was it well, Kim or Amber? It, it, it's, or was... it's, 
it wasn't about Amber. I, like she, okay. she clarified that. She, she clarified that. So, <laughs> so it might so. be about Kim or an unknown yeah. lady we know about. But it might have yeah. been. I don't know. I, don't know, I feel like I always like wondered like what the fuck is he talking about that? Yeah. That, in that part, it sounds catchy. I like it. But now when you mentioned the whole tilt part, I was like, I'm hoping it connects to that. But you never know. Yeah. He had the three. The he had the three rooms there at the studio, and then he had the, the mansion. But like he would like like he said he would like. He wouldn't even sleep uh, all the way through. Again, the process changed, and Ye, we'll talk about that later. But like the process changed in Ye, but here he was like taking like little ninety-minute power naps, like hour and a half. He would like sleep in a chair or something at the studio, and then go back to it, jumping from room to room to room to room to room, uh, and just like busting his ass to, to put this out. And uh, I mean, again, like I understand why people call it his opus because he busted his ass on it. Um, and even the thing is that even on the later albums where they may say he didn't really care or didn't bust his ass, like. I still think he still was able to squeeze out like great things after the fact, but yeah, this process was crazy, and everyone, everyone was so uh, was was so surprised at the fact that he had all these names and all these egos and all these personalities, and he made them you know, like you know come together and you get everything done. Like Q-Tip said it, uh, RZA said it, they all said it about how you know the process was like you know just it was it was all it was all by committee. Uh, someone would somebody would bring an idea and they expand on it, or Ye would bring this verse in and they expand on it. Or you say, oh, and like even to the point to where this kind of the first time you hear about him, like, you know, uh, the delivery guy would come in and you hear about, you know, he like, if you like the delivery guy, he's like, oh, like, hear this real quick. And he like asked the delivery guy's input on like what he, what he was reporting. Like, <laughs> Dude, I mean, you have to say yes, like it's good, right? Like, <laughs> no, I mean, like, I mean, maybe, yeah, but at the same time, like the whole process was just like everyone putting in their own like you know little spin on stuff like that either they expand on it or take stuff out or you know add stuff to it and that was the way it was for that for that recording maybe it was like that beforehand but this is the first time you really heard about it being like that for his whole process um all the videos you see with him like jay-z and like all the other uh, artists he produced for it's just him there like just doing everything and like just kind of trying to sell them on on the beat and stuff like that or on the idea and here is this like yeah all these people he didn't sleep very much he like rented out an entire studio, all three rooms. He rented out a mansion and he was just stuck there. And granted, he would, they also recorded like in Cali and in New York and some, for some things, but like most of this was recorded in that, you know, studio that he rented out the entire studio for like, I don't know, several months. So yeah, it was a crazy process. Well, we're already, we're already like diving into it. Uh, what, what other fun facts do y'all have about the album? I unfortunately did not do much research. I'm, I'm leaning on all of y'all too. Okay, so I have uh, put some fun facts. Okay, I have three. So uh, Levi, I don't know. Do you want to go first, or I go first? I oh, can go first. I'm, I don't remember where I put him here on the on the patch. <laughs> okay, I haven't checked for Life of Pablo, Yay, or Jesus is King because this is where I fail as a Kanye stand. I haven't given those albums a chance. Life of Pablo, yes, but Jesus King, Yay, Kids See Ghosts. And, haven't heard a thing maybe just the hits if there's even hits off of that but like i just stopped caring i need to revisit them i was starting to revisit them when danny first told me that we'd be doing this so i'm like okay i need to brush up on like shit because i'm going up against levi and danny uh, <laughs> who are the, the the two biggest stands i know maybe besides Jalen. shout out Jalen. uh Young, okay, young straight edge. <laughs> I'll, give him, I'll give him a call in a bit just to add in a little bit of him. Oh. He's, he's going to pick up. Why are you Drink calling a beer, me? Loser. Yeah. Drink a beer, loser. Jalen, <laughs> if you're hearing this, uh, we love you. Never break. Be nailed to the X forever. I don't know. 
Um, but okay, fact number one before we go off on a tangent. Yeah. This album actually has the most words ever said, like on all of Kanye's albums. He said they, I don't know if it's the fact was for him or for everybody, but approximately 8,410 words are said on this album. Holy Second shit. place would be graduation with 5,971. So it's like a 2,500 word difference. Yeah. Um, the least uh, were college dropout and Yeezus, which around 2,500 each. Uh, second fact would be uh, the guitar solo on Devil in a New Dress. I always thought it was like, oh, it's like John Mayer or some shit. He's just not credited in my head. He's just doing the Dave Chappelle thing, like playing the fight riff. But it's actually a guy called Mike Dean, who's from Texas, uh, Angleton, which is like in Sugarland, Houston area. But uh, he's actually been around since like the 90s doing work for like Ghetto Boys and UGK. Uh, and a cool thing about him is uh, he's been working with Kanye since graduation. So, like, he's produced, given input, like, just been there, provided, already, like, samples and shit. Yeah, they already had yeah, Rooster, like, working with yeah, each other. But people yeah. will more than likely know him. Like, the first yeah. time they heard him was that guitar solo. Yeah. And uh, he's actually on that song, One Headlight. Like, Come on, have a little happiness forever. Oh, Wallflowers? Yeah, by the wallflowers. Like oh, he what? played. Guitar- oh wait, no, no, no. My bad, my bad. I'm mixing him up with someone else. Okay. Never mind. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> he did All write right, the guitar solo. All right, good night. See you guys later. <laughs> We're hacks. <laughs> Scratch out. We're hacks. <laughs> we don't, we don't got our shit together. We're fake fans. So. <laughs> we can't no, name I'll five songs. Back, I'll go back to that. That's actually by John Bryan, who actually mm-hmm. works with Kanye in like a number of albums. He didn't work on My Beautiful Dark Fantasy, but he did. Uh, he was on Graduation, 808s, and whatever. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that later. Third fact is on Lost in the Woods. I think that's like the third to last uh, track. Yeah. Uh, with Bonnie Iver. There was supposed to be a verse in there where they uh-huh. sample Michael Jackson. Where it's like the mama say, mama sa, mama mosa. It was gonna yeah. say, mama say, mama sa, mama Donda's son, like paying tribute to oh, his mother. Yeah. But I don't know if they couldn't clear the sample or they just said, nah, we're gonna cut this out. Yeah. But I feel they should have left that in because that song is so mellow. If you had something so upbeat like that, like a little beat switch, it would maybe take it to another level because it's one of the more like tracks you're like, I don't mind skipping this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, when we get to features i have a i have a feature i wish would have been on that song but we'll get back we'll get to that okay. uh, uh yeah we, we move on to levi now or do you have anything else? yeah i mean uh, I, have I, like a, I have like a little bit to add to that not not so much like the guitar one was a good one i, I was gonna put that in but i didn't mine's just kind of surface level stuff it's nothing really crazy um but the thing is that w- what 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 I want to kind of like interest again. This isn't the whole reason why this happened. This isn't the 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 only reason. This isn't the whole thing that stemmed from. But at the same time, like to think about it is it's like he had fallen off with a lot of people because of the fact that you know he pulled that shit you know on the on the VMAs with with Taylor Swift when everyone had kind of like you know uh, come at him for that because you know Taylor Swift fans even though she has you know a, a, a lot of back uh, they still feel like they need a defender. Um, so like, they, Wait, they, uh, she, you need a lot of back because never mind. She's never got mind. a long. She's got a long back. She's got a long back. <laughs> got a long back, and I can't deny it. 
Um, the, the Jesus and Mero thing. Did you see that when they're on Jimmy Fallon? Yes. Yep. Okay. okay. That's what, I was <laughs> what, is, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Like, yeah, fake, okay. fake laughs all around. Fake laughs all around. All right, cool. Um, but yeah, so it, it stemmed from that. So like, I mean, he fought with a lot of fans. Like, people were mad at him. Um, and I have it. I'll, I'll put the link in here later, so you, maybe you can you can share the audio. But like the what for me was like I I kind of like dug through all my my memories of this album. And uh, along with listening to it in college, stuff like that, I remember like talking with my dad about this, about like how he showed up on Leno, and he was just like, you know, I w- I want everyone to have a good time and stuff like that. And like uh, my my idea of what I want award shows to be affected somebody else's, you know, uh, uh, life and, and you know made them upset. And like Leno asked me, you know, like what what point did you know that you know what you did was wrong? Like was it during? Was it after? And he goes when I handed the mic back to her and she didn't <laughs> oh, keep talking, like, that's when I knew and everyone starts laughing and stuff. <clears throat> but it takes a quick turn. And then he says something like along the lines of, uh, I was very fortunate many years ago to meet your mother. What would she say if she, you know, found out about this and he just gets quiet and doesn't talk. He gets choked up. Like it's, just, it's, it's really crazy. And like, little tries to like bring him back. And I was like, would she like, would she be disappointed? And she'd be like, yeah, like, you know, she, she would be, you know, she wouldn't be very happy about it. Let me ask something. I was fortunate enough to meet your mom and talk with your mom a number of years ago. Uh, what do you think she would have said about this? Um, would she be disappointed in this? Would she give you a lecture? Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, I I deal with hurt, and and like that, like you see, like the look in his eyes, and you you guys can watch this later, like you look, this look in his eyes, and just like, damn, like I fucked up, like you know, he's just like, yes. and it's not so much of the sense that you know I ruined my my career or like you know whatever, it's like my whole like you know everything I've been taught my whole life, my mom's gone stuff like that, uh, has been like shifted, and I I, I messed that up, you know. So after that, he goes into, he goes, doesn't go into hiding, but he goes overseas, goes to Europe and he does all that, you know, he just kind of gets away from music for a good while. And then he comes back and then he makes this album. So for me, that's a really big, like a uh, pinnacle or a really big shift in his like artistic process because like, yes, granted, it's not like, he wasn't like a life threatening thing, like, you know, through the wire where he, you know, rapped with his mouth, with his mouth wired shut and stuff like that. It wasn't such a thing like, like that or when his mother actually passed away. But it was another point in his life where it shifted to where he was like, okay, I got to change some shit. You know, I got to make sure I, I, I do whatever I'm doing, have everyone have a good time. And I think that's maybe what, what caused the inclusion of like, you know, RZA and everyone together. So that's like a really big shift. But um, yeah, it's like that for me was like, is like the groundwork for this album. So I know it's not like cool little like trivial stuff and it's kind of a downer, but at the same time, it's just like- <laughs> no, see, I didn't know that. That's, that's, that's pretty good. That's and a it's really like, uplifting story, Levi. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's a bummer. Like, oh, my mom's dead. <laughs> no, you know what? Thanks well, for sharing that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> just so we can chime in real quick about the whole Taylor Swift thing. Um, I, just, just real quick. Uh, I remember like that shit happening. I wasn't not to be like I don't even watch this book in VMAs or whatever. I like didn't not care. To, not, not to be that guy. Not to be that guy or anything. I just didn't care. You know, like whatever. You know. No. Um, I, I saw. I, I saw it happen. And I legitimately did not care the fact that she was, you know, embarrassed or anything like that. Yeah. Even, yeah. even, even in life of Pablo, when he like, uh, I, I, I swear, I mean, I might still have sex. When that, when I laughed my ass off, I thought it was hilarious. I did not care. 
because yeah. like I have no connection to her music at all. Yeah, it's that's I, exactly how I felt. Like after it happened, I okay, this is like during MySpace time or era. <laughs> showing our age. You're showing your age, there, old old yeah, guy. We're showing our age. <laughs> Uh, I remember people posting on MySpace about it, like on my friends list. And I was like, I can't believe I have friends that are complaining about this shit that literally affects <laughs> no one. Like, I don't give a fuck about Taylor Swift. Like, I, I I like pop music. I don't like any of her pop music. You know what I mean? It's just like, I don't care. Yeah. for. So when that happened, I was like, oh, well, who cares? And then there's people that were like bothered by it. And then it was like, it was, like on the news. It was on like on like blogs and shit yeah. i was like this yeah. isn't that deep what the fuck and then like the following year she like performs at the vmas like <laughs> i think she wrote a song about the situation you're, you're yeah. like yeah like come yeah. on you're you're just squeezing it's, like the life out of this moment now it's like it's like when when mariah carey made obsessed the one the song about eminem and i was like oh come on like okay like we know like, we know he, it may or may not have happened we know that you know he may be like you know kind of over-exaggerating the, the matter. But the fact that you address it, make a whole song about it, you make yeah. somebody who looks like him in the video, it's like, mm, you don't got to like that. You, you yeah. don't really care about that. It's not it's not that deep. It really isn't. Like, yeah. It's just clown <laughs> behavior all around. And if, like, not just because it's, like, Taylor Swift, but, or, you know what I mean? It could have been anyone, you know? It could have been, like, yeah. someone else. But, yeah. And, Anyways, and, and, and that was the way I felt about that. And it's the same way I felt about when uh, – like even though I like even though I like Paramore, like even when like Tyler said, uh, what is it, uh, st- like uh, like fuck her, Wolf, Wolf Haley Robin, then I stab Bruno Mars and it's like you know, in a fucking esophagus until the cops come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when he said that, like even though I like some of those artists, I was like, yeah, like <laughs> like it didn't bother me. Bars. <laughs> Bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chiming in here to be the voice of what. what treason or be the contrain um i like taylor swift she writes bangers i've been fucking with her since myspace also i had her on my friends list cut, I his, mic. Picture- cut his mic cut his <laughs> mic, <laughs> cut his mic. <laughs> here comes the white woman apologist <laughs> um i would spare her in the race war maybe i think about it um <laughs> She writes bangers. She writes amazing songs. No, no. I didn't care when that incident happened. I'm like, no, I don't care. Looking back at it now, like with the whole woke movement or whatever, if you analyze it, Kanye was kind of a pioneer in where he was saying, it's like, you're going to put a white girl with a mediocre video that takes yeah. place in high school yeah. with a cutesy pop song over this banger that Beyonce put, the choreography, yeah. the artistry of all the single ladies. Yeah. It's like, you're silencing yeah. a black voice. So I didn't care about it because even then I saw it as that. Yeah. It's like, you know, he has a point. Yeah. He's standing up for like his fellow black women, you know? Like, so I didn't care about it, even though I love Taylor Swift and her music, maybe not some of the newer stuff, but... I didn't which care is, about the incident at the time, but what's just, yeah. which just go which just goes to show t- Kanye is like ten years ahead of us as far as thinking wise. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, uh, and so, now, like right now, like you know how like uh, social media applications like fucking uh, celebrate yes. like little like dances like TikTok or whatever. <clears throat> Can you imagine if that single ladies video would have dropped now? That shit would have been, been. It was already viral yeah. as it was, right? Uh, it would have been time. more. It would have been we're the, we're the dancers. Yeah, I'm gonna find time ten thousand or whatever. Uh, let's move on from. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm over. I'm over Taylor Swift already. Um, so let's do. Hate two- is gonna hate. 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 Sorry. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> All right, let's do two features. Um, two features you would remove, two features you would add. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, this is like the only thing I did, I worked on. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> let's, hear for the let's hear for the moderator who doesn't moderate. Say oh, the moderator who doesn't hey, moderate. I, I will admit, y'all saved this episode. So, okay, wow. so my first feature... The album, came out, no, the album came out November, November 2010. I tried to get some artists like in the beginning or that were on the come up, whatever. Uh, this one's going to be a little weird. But in Lost in the World, Bon Iver... Um, uh, okay, like someone like um, refresh my memory or like give me some info. Bon Iver, is he like a solo artist? Does he play guitar and sing or does he just sing? Or is it a, a band? No, he does most of his own shit, I think. I haven't heard any of it, but I know, like, at the time, everyone's, like, all into indie and smoking American spirits and wearing flannel. And they would, like, post, oh, listen wait, to wait, 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 wait. They don't do that anymore? <laughs> no, not as much. <laughs> now they just uh, drink, they just drink White Claws and vape now. The times are changing. Yeah, you should. <laughs> so, okay, so, Bon Iver, like, okay, uh, excuse my ignorance. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a solo artist, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And he, he does he like th did he do the music for Lost in the World? If y'all can. Understand. Yeah, that's actually a sample he, of his that yeah, he helped, Kanye yeah, yeah. used. Yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess not entirely remove Bon Iver from the song, but I guess like his vocals. Yeah. Uh, so Crystal Castles uh, dropped an album in 2008. Uh, I guess they were like pretty relevant at that time. They're on the come up during the MySpace shit, whatever, um, with their random music. If I could add a feature, I want to add Alice Glass of, of Crystal Castles and Lost in the World. Oh, shit. Okay. okay. Like, I feel like, um, like, with her vocals, I feel like they could add something to it. Because, to be honest, it can be a forgettable song on the album. Like, it, 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 it'll, it's a good song, but when you're listening to the album, you just forget, like, <clears throat> um, you kind of just let it play. Because it's, it's such it a It feels good, like a... It feels like a long ass interlude, honestly. Yes, yes. that song. And then it, I like how it transitions into uh, "Who Will Survive in America," and then the, the album ends because, like, while that's playing, you're still kind of processing all the songs you just heard, every yeah. that, that experience you just had with all those songs back to back to back. And once it's there, like, it's it's a song that you don't mind. But I feel like if Alice Glass would have been a feature in that song, I feel like it would have been a nice highlight to uh, to the song. My second one might be a hot take in monster oh. my least favorite verse is jay-z's yeah yes give yes. yeah yes. i feel like everyone fucking killed their verse in in, in uh in that song even Nicki minaj you know it's funny how i said like a lot of these artists his, i'm not a fan of but, but kanye like introduced me to them his, his other minaj, verse was better for sure Nicki minaj like i was not a fan and i heard monster i was like holy shit man like she can fucking bring it like i was like okay like i'm not a huge Nicki minaj fan but i you know i gave her props you know after that and like i don't mind a Nicki minaj song if it plays it's like whatever uh, i don't hate her or anything rah, rah. Uh, yeah like a dungeon dragon rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> her verse is like better than almost everyone on monster and but yeah the, the underwhelming one uh, is Jay Z's, and that's, that's because he fucking kills it in Soul Paul, but in Monster, it just lackluster. Yeah. Uh, I love so the meme that it's like uh, Jay, when they were recording that, it's like, okay, Jay Z, the name of the song is Monster. What I want you to rap about is like Jay Z interrupts, like, nah, I got it. 
Godzilla, Loch Ness, King Kong, Zombie. <laughs> it starts listing monsters. It's kind of it's kind of cringe. It's kind of cringe, but like it's it's yeah, already it's like these are the cringe. kinds of things you see at night. It's like a, it's like a, what is it? Uh, it's like one of the uh, uh, the skip from, from the skip from SNL, the the Weverly Brothers, like the little animatronic, like yeah. trying to scare you, like. <laughs> So, it was like, oh, Godzilla, Fox News, uh. Yeah, okay, look, so. I'm, I'm glad Danny mentioned that because I had this written down as a bonus to my, like, who I would add, who I would get rid of. And I wanted to say, like, yeah, I would get rid of him. But also, like, when you first listen to the song, you're like, okay, this, the first time you listen to it, you're like, okay, Jay-Z, you're the GOAT, but this is kind of whack. And then the chorus, and then Nicki Minaj just comes in and blows you away. And you're like, okay, holy shit. So I wouldn't remove Jay-Z's verse because when you re-listen to it, you just know Nicki's verse is coming. So you sit through it and you're like, I know what's coming. I know what's coming. Yeah. There's like a a roller coaster. Like a roller coaster. It's like, you you pay off. Yeah. Don't don't skip it. Sit through it. So you can be blown away by Nicki's verse just like you were the first time. So it actually like helps her verse. Like just. It's like when you order some food. Your appetizer is kind of like, man, that appetizer. Like, oh, these fried pickles are just like not hitting. Like, they, they, not enough fucking. Uh, just I don't know. Not a, there's just something missing off these fried pickles. And then once Damn. you get the Damn, main, six ounce sirloin. Yeah, once you get the main food, you're like, God, I'm so glad those 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 appetizers weren't that good because yeah. <laughs> the main course so much better. Okay, yeah, so, so Jay Z, uh, thank you for being. Yeah. Uh, lukewarm fried pickles on that yeah, verse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, what I think would be would have been a better feature. So Kendrick dropped Overly Dedicated September of 2010, uh, two months before that. I feel yeah. that if that album may have dropped maybe like six months before, maybe his name <clears throat> would have been mentioned a couple more times. Yeah, I would have loved to hear Kendrick at that time on Monster instead of Jesus. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I see it. Because I feel like he's still like um, he's still fresh. He's still coming in. Um, I feel he would have tried to come in hard with like all those main players in the song. And not not it wouldn't be current Kendrick as far as like the dude is a fucking lyricist. But I feel like he would have oh, added no, no, a no. nice touch to it. Um, yeah, I, it's I just, funny I just, because I... the following year, Drake added him on the on 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 his album. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think, uh, I don't think he would have added much. Only, only because I feel it because he would have gone hard. And maybe yes, I'm, I'm again not the same Kendrick as you know, as prior. But at the same time, like I would, I would think that he would have done too much and like kind of muddied up the the flow. And yeah. Only because 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 he went so hard. You have Conley kind of doing Kanye things, and then you have you know Jay Z doing like nothing and then you have okay, Nicki Minaj doing you know her breakout verse of, of the of the century and uh I feel like Kendrick even at that time would have been like a little too much for the song I feel like it would have muddied it up too much mm-hmm. the people weren't ready for Kendrick honestly <gasps> all right yeah. Levi anti Danny anti Danny anti my fantasy but go ahead I want to hear yours <laughs> yeah all right, so uh, on mine, I have like a, a couple. I only have two actually. Uh, I would have, I would have taken out uh, Rizza's verse and, and added more Rizza. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, I, I, okay. I could have, I, 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 I could have used a lot more, a lot more fucking Rizza. Like, 
a lot more reason because at that point you had only known him from like you know scoring movies to you know doing his uh you know his his production stuff which I mean he's really really fucking good at but that was one of the first times in a while that you had heard uh like Rizzo on a track like that and and it's the same way I felt when uh Method Man came out on on Trillmatic with uh with uh, ASAP Mob I was like holy shit. it was like nine o'clock in the morning on like uh, ten o'clock in the morning and like B and on, on BET. Right, next, we got a new, we got a new, uh, what is it? we got a new uh, song from uh, ASAP Ma featuring Method Man, and I'm just there in my in my my dorm room, like, what the fuck did you just say? Like, <laughs> like is Method Man on a track right now? Okay, so I waited like eleven, like a whole hour just for to hear that one that one song, and it was it was a shit, obviously. But then like when I hear RZA's voices, oh shit, RZA, and then it's, and and it's gone. Like it's like it could have yeah. been like. So much more, and I was like, "Oh man!" Even if it was like an extra, like couple of bars, like, it would have been so much fucking better. And we talked about this, Daniel, a long time ago, uh, when when Logic put out the Wu Tang Forever, and like RZA did a full verse, and even you were like, "Wow!" Like he did like a full verse. Like last time I heard him was back in you know Kanye's album, and it was like a couple of lines, and that was it. <laughs> he just like bamped him for a few times, you know. So yeah. I, I would have taken out I would have taken out RZA's verse and added more RZA. <laughs> That's what I was yeah. I would have done. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and there's that one, and then the other one is a very very obvious one. I would have taken out Fergie's verse, which obviously she did not write, and just give it to to Rihanna. I would have yeah. gave that verse to Rihanna, and it would have been fine, because like you've never ever 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 heard her sound like that. Now, granted, it worked it worked for uh, for Rick Ross. It worked for for Minaj. Oh, this guy. Uh, it worked for worked for worked for Minaj. It worked for Rick Ross. It worked for Pusha T. Like there was elements that you had never heard before in this album, and it was badass. But that was the corny one. That was just like unemployment line. Like, no, yes, that's, that's my least favorite part of the album. Give it, give, like, give it to oh, give, like, give it to Rihanna. It's 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 like when it's like when Rihanna did, did a little verse on on Lemon with Drake, and I was like, yes, that's fucking awesome. But then like. Fergie does it, and you're just like, eh. <laughs> Rihanna could have farted into the microphone, and it would have been better than Fergie. <laughs> yeah, was- she could have rehearsed her lines from Battleship, and it would have been better than Fergie. She could have just worn the hood shirt again, and just like it would have been better. <laughs> Dude, yeah, when, when that part comes off, I'm just like, I know it's gonna end soon, so whatever. It's like you know, I'll like, sit through it. it. Yeah, I try to. It's, it's like Jay Z's. The, the, the Jay-Z reference y'all made earlier. It's like, okay, I know this is going to end soon, so it's whatever. Yeah. I ignore yeah. this for the next five seconds. Like, Yeah, so like those those are the ones I, I would do. I would, I would, I mean, I was, I, when I first heard it, yes, I was on the verge of like not liking Psy High's verse, but like in retrospect now, like I said earlier, like it makes, it makes sense because after that verse, he employs them and he does even more things for Kanye after the fact. And, uh, he was like one of his most trusted writers and like producers for his, you know, following albums. So yeah, but yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, I would take RZA out and add more RZA and I would take out Fergie and just give that same verse to, to Rihanna. Cause I know for a fact she didn't write that shit. Like she, I know for a fact she didn't write that. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Like Connie, Connie could have pulled a Kanye and like, let her do the verse, pulled it and just gave it to Rihanna. Like, <laughs> so that, that would have been completely because one it's Rihanna and two, like it would have made more sense. And like I said, like even like later on when you when you heard like Lemon with her and Drake, like when she did a little line, like yes, it, it, she has the flow, she has the attitude, she has the the, the mood for it. Fergie, London Bridge, fabulous, like uh, mm. no, like eh. <laughs> this is no, 
There's no correlation between the two. Uh, I, I want to apologize to all the Fergie fans out there for Levi's behavior. Um, I do not. I do not apologize for anything. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, um, my my that. features, I would get rid of. I'm going to mention another Wu-Tang member here. It's not RZA. I would get rid of Ray Kwan's verse on Gorgeous. I've heard that. And yeah. I, I would have Cuddy spit a verse instead. Because okay. that would have been awesome. Yeah. Um. Much love to Raekwon. Only built for Cuban links is a great album. I wanted to ha- like expand on something Levi said about, you know, you hadn't heard RZA in a while. You hadn't heard Raycon also in a while. So my question to you guys and maybe the listeners, they can Raycon, mention Raycon, us on like, Twitter or whatever. Ray, Do you think Raycon, Kanye Raycon. was in a way responsible for like a Wu-Tang resurgence? Revival? Like more like, yeah, revival. More Like people were like, that already loved them from like 36 Chambers and Wu-Tang, other albums and the solo albums. They heard them and they're like, oh shit, time to revisit this shit or like see what they're up to. Do you think he was responsible for a revival? I think, I think, I think the revival spawned, in my opinion, easily when that, when that white dude bought their unreleased album. Oh, the, the Martin Trichelli, uh, don't say, whatever don't, his name don't, is. Don't say, don't say his name. Anyway. Derek Flores. Um, <laughs> Damn, we're in 2020. Edit, edit He's still dropping that name. Hey, that hey, bro. <laughs> hey, bro. I, hey, bro. I got to check for you real quick. Hold on. It won't, ba- it won't, ba- it won't bounce, I promise. Hold up. Hey, got to buy the sound factory real quick. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, uh, hey, yo, uh, Lionheart. I swear to God, I'll pay you. All right, cool. Yo, anyway. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, man. It's just like, I feel like when that happened, everyone's like, oh, Wu-Tang. They had a new album out that never got released, blah, blah, blah. And this white boy bought it. Like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? And then, like, from there, I was like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, everyone started, like, being more interested in, in Wu-Tang again. And, uh, and again, that's when, like, uh, uh, you had, like, more RZA coming out here doing, like, you know, whether it was Kill Bill. He was doing, this is before, Kill Bill. He did, like, you know, Man with the Iron Fist. He was scoring other albums. Uh, sorry, other other movies and stuff like that. Method Man was getting on more tracks. He did the traumatic there with ASAP Mob, and then like even even more recently, when you had uh that Ghostface on the on the uh, that stick uh, remix. So yeah. like I feel like I feel like after that news broke about someone buying up a unreleased Wu Tang album for themselves for whatever reason, who obviously looks like somebody would fuck you money who just didn't like Wu-Tang or didn't really care for them, but, oh, because I have it, I'm going to buy it. And after that, like, everyone's like, boom, like, oh, yeah, Wu-Tang, what were they up to? Like, that was, that was, I don't think it was Kanye, I think it was that album purchase. All right, all right, that's fair. Um, Danny? No, I think um, the people who probably liked this album were already familiar with Wu-Tang, or most of them were already familiar with Wu-Tang and just, like, listened to Wu-Tang still on the regular. Um... Maybe new, new, maybe like younger kids or fans that heard this album. Maybe it was like an introduction um, to RZA. I feel RZA was more of a highlight than Raekwon. Um, yeah. You probably heard this guy like, okay, this, maybe they liked the hook and they looked up, well, let me see who RZA is. And, you know, they went from there. I'm sure like the first thing they found was probably Cream and then 36 Chambers and, and all that. So yeah. I'm sure it converted some people to Wu Tang fans, but I don't think it made that much of an impact. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to finally get into this, and hopefully we don't do this too long, even though it's, like, the most important part. And uh, one of the main reasons of this podcast, I had been wanting to do this. It's, gonna, it's probably going to be longer than I want to, but fuck it, let's, let's dive into it. 
Top Let's five Kanye, top five Kanye albums. So when I say top five Kanye, I don't mean as far as the best. I mean as far as like art, your own preference. Okay. Obviously, See, obviously my favorite one is gonna be is probably like everyone's might be everyone's least favorite. <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> yes, not. Yes, it, it is. Maybe Any not. Same person would say that. Any maybe not in the, maybe, maybe not in the bottom, but maybe in like the you know second to last or third to last album. I love Jesus. I, that's my favorite one. Um, just the production on it, just like the electronic influence, just all the samples. It li- it's it literally feels like a Nine Inch Nails album at some point. Who, who who produced it? Who produced it? That I don't know. I didn't do that much research. Okay. But <laughs> he just loves the in- album. Leave him alone. <laughs> look look into it. <laughs> Is there a Trent Reznor? Uh, fucking. Just look into it. Okay, I'll look into it. Just some of the samples he uses also are just fucking amazing. I also like how Kanye um, adds people as a feature and you think it's going to be something and it's totally not it. Yeah. Yep. So Chief Keef on Hold My Liquor, I remember I was like, oh, it's going to be a fucking like club banger, you know, like fucking like drill music, you know, just like real trap style. Nope. And no, it is nothing like that. Chief Keef is just singing the, the, the hook, you know. And uh, I love that song because it was uh, the soundtrack to a lot of my self-destructive ears in that time. One of my favorite songs, <laughs> I'll make this quick. Wait, that's, that's not now? No, I'm, 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 I'm well-behaved. <laughs> so, He's uh, behind that. He's behind that. Sure. One, sure. Of the, one, of my, one of my favorite moments was, uh, dude, it was like, when I hear this album, all I think about is Summer Heat, Chlorine from a Swimming Pool, and uh, Heaven Hill Vodka. After taste. Oh god. <laughs> so, so what my the favorite... only thing, wor- thing worse than that is Daka. One of my favorite stories relating to this album, just real quick, I'll, I'll, I won't won't be too long. Uh, I was with a rough time. I met up with Jacob, a friend of mine. Uh, he bartended at the Walrus recently, and I don't he's, I don't think he's a bartender there anymore, but for a while. Um, and Wolfie, we all linked up. Um, one dude, it was like a weekday. I feel like it was a Wednesday or Thursday afternoon, and uh, we just started hitting the bottle. We're like, "Fuck it, whatever!" And then like, we're like, "Hey, let's go watch a movie." And this is before um, Central Mall closed, so they had the Dollar Movie still open. Oh, okay. nice. R.I.P. So, so R.I.P. for real. We're getting lit, right? And then we we were like, "Oh, you know what? The next, what's the next movie? Let's go!" Like, fuck it, you know. And then the next showing was going to be The Great Gatsby in 3D. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> so, then, so then, me, Wolfie, and Jacob are like, fuck it, man. I wish we could take, like, our drinks in there. Jacob's like, fuck it. So he pulls, he pours the vodka in a water bottle. He stuffs a water bottle in his sock and, and, like, cuffs his jeans over it. We go and get the tickets in time. We walk in. We buy a large Dr. Pepper soda, right? Jacob opens the, bo- the water bottle of vodka. He starts pouring it in. Dude, as soon as he starts pouring it in, the whole theater smelled like the thirsty monkey. Like it was just like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, like, like shitty Jaeger bombs. The scent of liquor just like filled the room, and we're like, oh shit! I think it's kind of obvious. Like fuck it. So then, <laughs> the movie's about to start. It gets super silent because you know when the screen goes black. The screen goes black. Jacob drops the water bottle. We're at the close to the very end, and this is where like the the movie theater was like kind of like. Um, leaning towards down like uh, the further down you go on the seats so oh, when you God. drop the water bottle you just hear the water bottle rolling to the first row like 
<laughs> it's that quiet. I start laughing. Dude, we're getting lit. Um, we're just getting wasted. And then there's like an old couple that sat in the back. And at the very end of the movie, they were pissed. They were like, this is the worst movie experience of my life. They're Because us, we're just being obnoxious, dude. We're just being... We're okay, boomer. Super, <laughs> super Kanye behavior. And, uh, well, the funny thing is, Hold My Liquor was, like, we were listening to Hold My Liquor, like, at, at Wolfie's house, um, you know, and on wow. the way to the, to the movie. Uh, and oddly enough, as we left the movie theater, all lit, we actually yeah, started boy. listening to Pretty Hate Machine by Nine Inch Nails. So I felt like... <laughs> <God>. <laughs> anyway, so that was my story, my association to Hold My Liquor. Um, wow. Guilt Trip, I fucking love um, Kid Cudi on that song. Bound 2 is, like, a nice revisitation to old Kanye. That is the uh, only one I like from that album. The the after that, okay, just real quick after that one, um I would say after Jesus is graduation, uh cause dropout, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, and life of Pablo. Okay. Yeah. So uh with with mine, mine's uh I, I remember when a homie of mine like asking me so what's your favorite Kanye album? Don't say graduation. And I was like, it's not graduation. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so what is it? And I was like, it's late registration. He's like, why? <laughs> He's got a, he got a like, curveball. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because like late registration for me is that album. Again, it's in between like conscious Kanye and it's in between graduation Kanye. And it's like the perfect mix of the two, in my opinion. It has, it has both elements of that. You know, it has, you know, uh, Wake Up Mr. West, Heard Him Say, Touch the Sky, Gold Digger, of course, like uh, Drive Slow on My Way Home, Crack Music, which is Crack Music is such a hard song, dude. Super, super underrated fucking song. I love that song. Bring Me Down, Addiction, uh, Diamonds from Sierra Leone, which I hated Uh, when it first came out. Dude, it's so good. Both versions. Like, I hated it when it first came out, is what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. yeah. now, Now I like it, but like, Mainly because I, I used to work at the outlets and they always fucking played it. So I got over it real quick. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, gone. And even the little stuff in between, like you would hear like those little, like, you know, little mini interludes and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the album is, is, is like a perfect mix of the two worlds of Kanye where he started from trying to prove something. And even this one, he had something to prove. But he was like conscious Kanye trying to be common. And I forgot who said it, but they were like, you know, Kanye was trying to be conscious, but he's not conscious. He was just doing that because that's what he knew. So in yeah. Chicago, he wanted to be common, just like just like Jay Z wanted to be common. And then he realized that, oh, this isn't me. I need to be myself. And like Late Retention is the perfect mix of that. And then of course the uh, graduation, which led up into it later. Like Touch of the Sky, it's still like fucking banger. I'll put on like at a bar or something like that. Uh, like I heard him say is one of those driving songs. You know, Crack Music is one of the one you put with with your fellow Kanye friends, and you just like driving shit like that. Uh, so yeah, the album is probably easily my favorite because it's like right in the middle. It's like the what is it like the larval state of Kanye West changing from this conscious rapper to you know the uh, the one that we slowly get into the one that we know now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I love that album. So number one is that. Uh, next one is Life of Pablo because he has so many so many songs in that album that I still sing to this day and like hung to myself. The amount of times I've been like. 
driving like you know downtown McAllen or going somewhere hanging out with friends and i've been like on myself on my own in the car without any music on and just being yo they all have power, power. Like, <laughs> i'm just always i'm always doing that like always 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 and then just like it, it never gets past it. and of course the um, the first song this is a god dream this mm-hmm. is a god dream like every single song hits from like front to back now are they hit singles necessarily compared to 808s and like your graduation no but you remember every single one of those songs because of the simplicity because of the way he, he did it. in my opinion that was like Kanye's album to be like oh there's just trap music coming out let me just do my version of that and he just he did it you know yeah. he even he even pulled a debo with uh with with designers like nah it's my song and he just took that <laughs> for, himself, for himself and like put a verse on up in the morning miss you back like, every single like like going on down the line even the uh even that that, that line that everyone hates the uh we start fucking in the middle like when everybody stop fucking when everybody stop fucking like, like oh, as man, much as I love that hate. song it's so good <laughs> as much as people hate that song like that one to highlight to waves that's just a way like i mean every single song is very singable it's very catchy and like it doesn't have the conscious kanye verses that we're used to but it has like the it's like condensed and it's like, digestible to everybody and again this banger after banger from front to back and like it because they have they all have they're all cohesive but they all have different moods so like yeah. you can listen to this is the highlight one day you can listen to uh fall stress my hands one day and like if you're just driving like on a long trip to like say you're going like you know upstate or something you can put on like you know god dream in the beginning like you know ultra light beam whatever whatever it is there's a mood for every single song and you can you have that for that you know, so that was that's the number two for Azafa Pablo. I mean, let me just jump in real quick. Frank just had to sing like 15 seconds on this album, and <laughs> yeah, song yeah, put out yeah. like damn, okay, yeah, right. yeah, and like and, and like on uh, oh man, like again, there's everything is very single, and like nowadays everything's catchy, everything's you know, everything's easy, everything's digestible, everything's like to the point to where even Takashi Six Nine said that my music's trash, but my videos are you know. Are, are, are sick as hell like that's the kind of culture we live in now but even then it, they're not catchy in the sense that oh they're catchy for the sake of being catchy they're catchy yes but he's still saying shit that like you know like uh, even the on our little group chat today when when eddie put up you know uh like like kanye taught us and i i kind of tagged a, a line and from the cop <laughs> shot us and the cop shot us like because hands up hands up like the cop saw us hands up hands up because then the cop shot, cop us, like, shot us yeah yeah it's, it's a it's a great it's a great fucking album and this next one's controversial. Again, it's not this one we're talking about. It's controversial because any anything that I've seen where they've ranked Kanye albums, this one's at the very bottom, either the last one or the second to last or somewhere at the bottom. Mine mine is not. This is a, a yay. Only oh, because shit. It's a yeah. good album. Yeah, yeah, I get you. It's a really good fucking album. And I even explained this like in depth would, to Daddy. Would, this is my number six. I would say this one would be number six for me. Okay. This, is, yeah, this is number three for for me this is number three for me because uh because of of, of uh twisted fantasy like you got the, the link up with with, with cutty so i mean like late, late registration he has something to prove and life of pablo you had you know uh, like chance the rapper's touch that was that was basically a chance album like you know with kanye on on the verses uh and then yay was basically the reuniting of cutty and and yay 
because they had been so like you know just divided since twisted fantasy because of all that you know the bullshit between the, the label and stuff like that and of course cuddy had his own problems he has to deal with and then you know drake being an asshole like he is he was calling out for you know having a mental illness anyway that's a different story uh, <laughs> uh yeah. but this was this was the reconnection of of like of, of yay and, and, and cuddy and it basically was the kids see ghosts ep before the actual album yeah and, and even even then like when i first heard that first album like again most of these albums that I'm talking about have a fucking awesome like opening track, whether it's "Wake Up, Mr. West" or sorry, "Good Morning, Mr. West," or you have uh, what is it the the uh, the God Dream of the intro with 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 Chance, or you have and this one you have "I Thought About Killing You," and again coming off <clears throat> coming off of the uh, "Slavery Is a Choice," you know, uh, a rant that he went off of, and he meant it's like Dave Chappelle said he meant well but he didn't say the right words and everyone, you know, of course got after him and he like had to retract and kind of like back off and be like, okay, this is what I tried to say, blah, blah, blah. But even then like this, he put this out and, you know, I thought about killing you and it's like, and that's, you know, and I love, I was like, I think I kill myself all the time and I love myself more than I love you. So yes, best believe I thought about killing you. Like something that nobody says, but everyone thinks about, you know, you think about killing somebody, Danny, and you don't do it. <laughs> but you think about it. <laughs> Way to sneak I, I, I know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta sneak and this time, Danny. Anyway, um, yeah, but you think about doing things, but you don't do them now. And then you go on to the rest of the, of the album. It's not very long, and they, everyone made fun of it. It's like seven tracks long, or whatever, how long it was. But you have that one. You have uh, new mistakes. You have oh my gosh, that was it. The other one, the Shigigid medicine like all like they played that at the monkey one time and i was just kind of sitting down just kind of went waiting for like friends to show up and they play that song like at the bar and i was like what the fuck this is crazy and like that album is like it, it's it's short it's short it gets shit on a lot and people put it way at the bottom of the list for whatever reason it's it's you know it's whack it's there's no but this is again this is what i was talking about earlier the the process from twisted fantasy to now changed and this was a part of it like he talks about how he slept most of the process like he let the the lab do all the work for him he let the writers the producers do most of the work he's like i want a song about this this and this and they did it he, he just fell asleep he looked at it kind of you know okayed it and he did it and even even those lines like uh that people were making fun of like uh, uh i love your titties because they uh proved to me that i, I can look at two things at once like that was fun it was funny and it was kind of, yes, it's kind of corny to some people, but it was like, it was perfect because it was Kanye. Yeah. The other one that I, I like from this album is, uh, what is it? Um, it's like, fuck the outcome. None of us will be here without come. Like, <laughs> as gross, <laughs> as gross and as whack as some people may say that. I love it because it made me laugh. Yeah. And I remember it and I'll never, I'll never forget it. And, yeah. okay, and then like the next album I put would be uh, Twisted Fantasy. And... Uh, and that's going to be like, again, it is his opus. Everyone puts this one at the top. Everyone puts it as their favorite. And they're probably going to like, you know, shit on me later about this. It's number four. Uh, it's, it's a lot of my friends top. It's like a lot of them is their favorite because mainly because maybe because of the hype, maybe because, you know, it flows really well. The verses are fire. Like it brought out Nicki Minaj. It brought out Rick Ross. It brought out the best in Pusha T. You know, I brought up uh, Bon Iver, who nobody really knows even to this day. It brought out a, a lot, a lot of a lot of artists yeah. that uh, that either you knew or you know didn't even know that much about, and it kind of it kind of pushed them up to the the, the light. And even even Psy High, as much as they talk about his verse being trash, like again, he like I mentioned earlier, he was ends up being the writer, 
and it's very cohesive. It goes great front to back. Is this something I listen to all the time? Not at all. And that's kind of what I kind of put this into. Like albums I listen to all the time, front to back, no skips. And there are some skips in, uh, in this album for me, for sure. Uh, and then the last one, again, it's another pinnacle, another uh, switch up in the style. The last one is number five for me is 808s is my is my number five because drake and everybody else after that this album copied this copied style yes. yep. everyone copied it. and this would have not have been possible without the dream so i'm gonna go back to what i said earlier so you had <laughs> so you have late registration he has something to prove still right life of pablo was basically a chance to chance the rapper uh a record that he produced with kanye uh, Ye was basically the Kid See Ghost EP, and he's reuniting with with uh, Cuddy. Uh, the uh, the Twisted Fantasy was Cuddy's like, you know, kind of uh, input into a, a Kanye universe. And again, you have that album. It has has Cuddy's touch on there. Uh, and he's not credited on every every record. I get that, but his his hand is definitely a big part in this album. Last one is the Dream because of 808s. Like the way he did this to the point to he even. Like Kanye even produced uh, "Find Your Love" by Co- by uh, by uh, by Drake, right? But after 808s, like you heard uh, "Take Care," you heard the, all the rappers you hear now, like uh, you know the SoundCloud rappers or whatever we want to call them, mumble rappers. They'd turn like Juice World, like that wouldn't have been possible had 808s not come out. Like it was, oh, like, it, be was, a rap- it was definitely the blueprint to that sound. Um, and Easily. the thing is, like a lot of it isn't credited to him. Yeah. I- that album is probably like number, probably number seven on my list. But it, it's undoubtedly influential that a lot of people overlook it. it it's unfortunate yeah. that it, that it is like that, though. Yeah, just like just like uh, the early the the first two records were uh, uh, introduction to Kanye and the Pink Polos and oh, I can be a rapper, but I don't have to be like you know face tatted and you know you know baggy jeans and shit. The same way that late registration and you know college dropper were, were to that, it's the same thing that you know life of Pablo kind of put things on turns on his head. Uh, Ye kind of gave an insight into his like his mental as far as after everything happened. Uh, Twisted Fantasy kind of put a, a different spin on hip hop altogether for everybody. And 808s had the oh I can be an R and B rapper too. I can do like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And whether he's using a vocoder or a uh, auto tune, like everyone copied it everyone copied it and i don't care who they are they fucking copied it like and the dream who's a master producer uh had his hand in this entire album and you have the dream sound like touch on there but kanye performing it and putting it out there was like made it okay for drake to sing multiple times about you know girls and being left on red and crying in the shower <laughs> and then you had like like mental like mental health and even though i don't really care for his music you have little peep and it's the same thing and this wouldn't have been possible without that album so that's why i have it at number five and everybody else's opinion to me is wrong but this is my top five all right respect that <laughs> it's kind of tough to follow awesome, eddie but awesome. what, what's up <laughs> I was going to be kind of tough to follow, but go ahead, Eddie, you're next. All right. Um, top five, I excluded My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy because it's the anniversary. Obviously, a lot of people love it, and it wouldn't be fair to exclude, you know, some of the other albums that I really, really love. So number one would be Graduation. Number two would be Yeezus. Number three would be Late Registration. 
Number four would be 808s and Heartbreak. And number five would be College Dropout. Like I said earlier, I'm not familiar with anything that came after Life of Pablo. I'll probably go check it out after uh, we're done. But yeah, those are my top five. I wrote down the top three tracks. So going back to Graduation, Good Morning, just because it's like a beautiful intro track. It's a little different from all the other things he other intro tracks he did but still the same vibe i actually listened to it on the morning i graduated from college so i drove into houston to the stadium while listening to this and it's like so people graduated will be still stupid and the ignorant shit i say sometimes is uh you know (laughs) reflection (laughs) proves that that. (laughs) but uh yeah it was it was a it was a really really beautiful like um moments like you know i made it so I got to play graduation because fucking graduating. I wonder would be the number two track and then flashing lights would be number three, just because completely different from anything Kanye had done. It's very chill. Very, I don't know. It said kind of like the standard for like rappers to be able to like, you can throw a mellow track on, you know, on the album. People will fuck with it. Jesus, my number one, similar to Danny's Hold My Liquor, just because all the memories associated to all the bad decisions, all the things (laughs) skinhead, just because of the the drums. Uh, I saw him perform it on SNL, and my parents were watching it with me. They're like, what the fuck was that? It's like, that's Kanye. That's Kanye being Kanye. That's Kanye at his best. Yeah, I fucking love New Slaves also. It's just such an aggressive song. Yep. That shit will get you hyped. Sure. Okay. Also, all the things he did during Jesus that were kind of revolutionary in a sense. I don't think I've seen any other artist do that to promote an album where he was setting up projectors all across the world and like broadcasting like his music videos on yeah Brooklyn oh, like right. skyscrapers. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and all the hype that was, like he used. I don't think he used, but I think Twitter played a huge role during that album with all the hype. Like, what's it gonna sound like? All these theories, and it's like, did you watch that video? You can hear Frank's vocals at the end. People were going crazy, and that's still replicated today with like movies and music, where you'll just see threads of people like going back and forth. And I think that kind of started around the Yeezus era. Um, send it up would be my third favorite track on that one just because of like the fucking galaga fucking star wars like boom, <laughs> boom, boom, yeah. like fucking shit um again like danny i'm a big nine inch nails fan industrial like shit um yeah like because you're goth goth yeah so darks uh, so dark ca- way catch me in that ramstein pit uh type shit <laughs> with dildos <laughs> uh, number three would be late registration uh like levi said this is kanye still doing conscious bars he's on his way to graduation he's uh he's not on up and coming anymore he's already established himself but people are like okay what's next are you gonna keep doing the same yeah. old shit or are you gonna go from here so it's like i put it in number three because it's like a nice little middle Favorite yeah. tracks on there would be Drive Slow, Paul Walvers is amazing. A lot of the, tr- uh, this <laughs> artist doesn't get mentioned a lot when we talk yeah. about Kanye, uh, GLC. He was actually on a lot of songs on College Dropout and a few on Late Registration. He's always worked really well with Kanye. Then he slows yeah. it down at the end, gives that little tribute to DJ Screw. That was awesome. I grew up with like, you know, the SPM, the Bun B, UGK. 
So hearing him slow down that track, it's like, okay, he's not just using Houston as like to, you know, get hype. He's like yeah, paying like, tribute, paying his respects. Yeah, I always appreciated that. It's not a it's not a clout chase the way he did it. Like it was just a honorary thing. Yeah. Yep. Kind of like a Although I love him, but Drake tends to do that. He'll just use certain he, he, cities yeah, for the cloud. He clout. panders a lot. He panders yeah. a lot. He's still in Vegas. Yeah, he's he, my favorite. He's, um, he's, you know, he's, he's Drake's from everywhere. He's not from Canada. He's from everywhere. <laughs> he's international. Yeah. He's, One he's, month he's, he's Jamaican. Next month yeah, he'll be Mexican. Yeah, he's, he's, he's over there speaking in. He's over there speaking in in, in Patois, and then you know next. See, you know, you know, triple X happens. Oh, here sounding like Chet Hanks. Have you all seen the show? <laughs> have you all seen the show Atlanta? What? Have you seen the show Atlanta? The TV show Atlanta. Oh, no, I haven't actually. Okay. No, there's yes. A, yes. There's a there's an episode where there's supposed to be like a party at Drake's house or mansion, whatever. And then at the yeah yeah, yeah. he's Mexican. Yeah, at the end of the episode, it's like, wait, Drake's Mexican? And then there's like a <laughs> Spanish God. version of Hotline Bling playing. <laughs> it's so fucking funny, dude. Okay, yes, 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 yes. Okay, Eddie, go okay, ahead. So, late registration, Conscious Kanye, maybe at his best since College Dropout. But um, Drive Slow was number one track. Then we have Gone and Late. I think the features on that were on College Dropout because it's still like Kanye being conscious. Um, so I always appreciate those tracks. People don't talk about them. I think late registration, you people just talk about the hits or whatever. Diamonds are forever, which both versions are really good. Crack they kind of like crack music, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then 808s would be my number four because it is the blueprint for everything that's to come. I think without 808s and without Kid Cudi the fourth wave of emo on SoundCloud wouldn't exist. We wouldn't have Juice World. We wouldn't have Little Peep. We wouldn't have Bones artists, which or Xavier Wolf artists, which I all fuck with. But uh, three favorite tracks off that is Welcome to Heartbreak because it's just the drums. Bad news. Shout out uh, the Straight Edge Band from the Valley. Um, just because uh, <laughs> wow. like the piano and the drums wow. on that too. Yeah. And uh, Paranoid, because everybody thought it was Kid Cudi singing, but it's this guy named Mr. Hudson, who I haven't heard about since. Maybe Kanye absorbed him, like Cell from Dragon Ball Z or something. I don't know. Oh, he, uh, <laughs> he, did, um, he did Forever Young with Jay-Z, and then he did uh, Why I Love You on um, Watch the Throne. So he did like, a couple, they... couple things here and there. Oh, okay. Then they took him to the back of the shack, shot him and threw him in a ditch. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> done with you. Yeah. We're done with you. We found this guy named Frank. We found, this guy, named Frank. We found this guy named Frank Ocean. That's way better. So. <laughs> God. They threw, him, hey, they threw him up in a drum and lit him on fire. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. Mr. Hudson hears this. He's like, these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to watch this. No one's going to watch this. He's yeah, like, I'm going to unsubscribe from your channel. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so 808s, it's the blueprint for like a lot of things to come. I think that's where I paid the most attention to Kanye because it was like he was doing completely different shit. He was doing yeah. auto tune, which no one else at the time was doing besides what maybe T Pain, like T Pain, Kanye and T Pain. 
innovators of 808 share. Kane <laughs> um, was on the fucking radio like nonstop, like in during that time, like oh yeah. summer of 07, he was on every fucking song with the auto tune. Yeah. I'm sure he. Collected, and I think he collected a lot of money that summer. Yeah, and I think because of you know Kanye, people kind of went back and revisited T Pain. Like, okay, maybe auto tune's not that bad if someone like Kanye is using it. Yeah, so yeah. maybe it helped T-Pain but yeah very influential album I feel I don't know why people like sleep on it and they ignore this one and Yeezus they kind of compare them and it's like no they're similar because of they're experimental it's an artist not being afraid to push the envelope and say like fuck you I'm gonna make the record I want like I've talked to Danny about this maybe Levi and Jalen were like Kanye multiple times stated I'm gonna make a record that's like nothing I've ever done before and people are still going to talk about it, and it's still going to be a hit, even yeah. if somebody hates it. It's 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 like when like when a company puts out a really like annoying, shitty commercial, but you never forget it. Uh, most recently, like the long a while back, they had a uh, that that Mountain Dew energy drink that had like a puppy monkey baby on it, and they would oh, continue. Yeah. To, yeah, they would vamp it, and it, it, it's a annoying ass commercial. But because it's annoying, you don't forget it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So because. You're- because they're so out of the box, like in Yeezus, you don't really forget it. Now, I don't like Yeezus as a top five, honestly, myself, but it's like hard to forget, you know, like black skinheads and stuff like that, the experimental stuff that he did there, whether or not you care for it or not. So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, moving on from 808s, uh, College Dropout, my number five, first Kanye album. I don't think I heard this when it came out, maybe on the radio, but number one track. Slow jams, you can't deny it. That is a banger. It will forever be a banger. Whoever did the work on the guitar at the end, where you just hear, (laughs) just like (laughs) it's incredible. Little fun fact about this: um, Kanye showed up to a party at Jamie Foxx's house, and he was like, "Yo, can I can I can I show you a song I wrote for you?" Jamie Foxx is like, "What (laughs) the fuck?" So Kanye plays it for him. He's like, I That's want up. you to sing on this because at the time people knew Jamie Foxx as like stand-up comedian, maybe an actor. Yeah. I think this was a little bit before Ray because then he comes back on late registration to do Gold Digger after Ray. But yeah, yeah. Kanye Ray. was like the only person that believed that Jamie Foxx as a singer at this time, I feel. Yeah. So he's like, I want you to sing this. Jamie Foxx recorded it. He heard it and he's like, this isn't going to be a banger. No one's ever heard of this guy. Like, it's whatever. I'm going to get paid. And now years later, people ask Jamie Foxx about it. And he's like, I can't believe that song blew up. So it's like, yeah. just the fact that he didn't believe in it Smokey makes it better for Robinson. me. Robinson. He kills it. Smokey Robinson. It was an Al Green Dude, okay, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. One, there's one part where it sounds like he says Ashley Simpson. <laughs> Ashley Simpson, yes. <laughs> Even though Ashley he doesn't, he's still got a Ashley statement. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> oh man no yeah I, I actually have a video to, to send y'all uh, along with the Jay Leno one I'll, I'll send it here in a bit it's about uh, like, two words know. two words is my favorite off this one uh, just Chappelle show yeah put me on to actually put me on to Kanye because yeah the words. yeah that's my number three track two words and spaceship again GLC oh, spaceship cool. they work mm-hmm. wonderful together I wish they would have done more don't know if they had a falling off for what happened. And then two words because of most deaf. Um, in my opinion, like, I like conscious rap. I think Kanye helped bring it to the mainstream because of the features like most deaf, common, Talib, 
Kaweli, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Talakoli. But yeah, he brought like backpack rap, as they call it, boom bap and conscious rap to like the mainstream. Yeah. Like he wasn't afraid to push that envelope because, I mean, I think when Graduation dropped or I forget what album, he was competing with like 50 Cent, Curtis, and Kanye yeah. was kind of the one that like killed gangster rap. Like, because after that, everyone like went electronic, they went experimental, they stopped yeah. really pushing like those gangster raps until trap music came back. But yeah, yeah I think Kanye helped, you know, kill that movement and bring conscious rap to the main front because of all the features and the people he would put on. And, and he goes and produces uh, Common's uh, record back after like many years of being away. The common album uh, B. That was B. Oh my god, yo, B. Is yeah, so good. I actually okay. Yeah. I never gave it a chance until um I was listening to Kanye. Common, no, check this out. I was listening to Kanye uh, like last year or whatever, and then like Common came out. And I was like, you know what? I never gave Common a real chance. So I listened to B, and it was like discovering okay. like old Kanye tracks that I never heard before. And Common's like, yeah, holy shit, dude! Like he's so underrated. And yeah. For like a month, I listened to be straight, like over and over on loop. It's just I was like, wow, I can't believe I yeah. slept on this shit for so long. It's so good. <laughs> it's it, it's one of those things that were like again, like Common is your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. He's uh, he's a uh, he's a uh, Kanye's favorite rapper. He's Jay Z's favorite rapper. Uh, to, he was uh, one of uh, Drake's favorite rappers also. But even like Jay Z, like realized like you know, uh, was it I I, I made uh, I wanted to rap wanted to rap like Common, made a couple mil. As like I was it and I haven't I, I want to rap like common sense I, I made a couple of meal and haven't rap since I haven't rap like common sense like saying like you know I, I wanted to be common didn't make a lot of money so I started you know doing my own thing to make more money basically what he said yeah. so like I mean everyone like throws in like you know mad mad props and stuff but they all know like you know oh we had to do it like you know in small digestible you know ways in order for everyone to like it and to be mainstream. But yeah, but the album was sick and like another like uh, production value that you know Kanye gave for that album and it was perfect for him and like for him to like up with Common. So, all right, this is a good place to end. Um, Two hours, three beers. Anything else you want to close out with? Well, like we never got to the uh, the features or the produced. Um, I can run through that real quick. Uh, okay. Fa- favorite favorite uh, produced tracks. Uh, I'm gonna go with the well-known one first, uh, Lucifer. From uh, Jay Z, easily my favorite Kanye produced uh, uh, track. Second one would be Alicia Keys, uh, "You Don't Know My Name." That piano part and that he sampled Ooh. was sick as hell. Uh, favorite features: uh, Swagger Like Us slash Forever because he opens both verses the same way. Uh, Mr. West is in the building and both of those and really, really, really good. And he's he's up head to head with like Ti and like Lil Wayne and Jay Z and Swagger Like Us. And he's up against like you know Drake and Eminem and, and Lil Wayne again in that one. And then um, the other feature I liked was American Boy from Estelle, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that one was actually gonna. I was gonna list that one too. But go ahead. Yeah. And then and then lastly, I have three songs. Uh, three of the uh, for this album we're talking about, Twisted Fantasy. Uh, three of my favorite samples from this uh, album would have been uh, Iron Man. He sampled it for Hell of uh, Hell of a Life. Uh, the Mike Oldfield song High Places, which is for the uh, the first track. And then, of course, the uh, the the last uh, the last one would be the 21st century schizoid from uh, King Crimson, and then also the uh, Afro America's uh, continent number six. Also the uh-huh. the clapping, yeah, yeah. yeah. So th- those are that was the last thing I'll, I'll close with. But yeah, it's 
a lot of stuff going on, but it's a, it's a Kanye album. So you have multiple features, multiple producers, multiple samples, digging through the crates, pulling that shit out. But yeah, if you don't, if you don't know much about like the samples, listen to the Mike Oldfield song, High Places alone. It's a, a banger, uh, 21st century schizoid from uh, King Crimson for all you uh, progressive rock fans out there, nerds. Uh, but yeah, of course, you know, you guys know Iron Man, but like it's, it's yeah, it's sick, sick, sick uh, samples. I'm only going to mention two features uh, that Kanye did that I like a lot, uh, I guess, right now. Um, on Nas's album, uh, Everything, the, I forgot what, it's, I think it's the Nasir album. Yeah. Uh, yeah Kanye yeah. comes out in Everything on that one. I like that one a yeah. lot. Um, Slum Village, he comes out in song Selfish. Uh, it's such a catchy song, yeah. and uh, it just—I love like the the sound of it. Okay, so I actually got a lot of features because I love a lot of the stuff Kanye is featured in. He also produces a lot of them. I just want to say, 2004 was probably one of Kanye's best years because he has three amazing features, and he dropped uh, what was it, College Dropout, that same year. Yeah. So yeah. number one is a uh, this way by delighted peoples not a lot of people know this unless they're into like underground hip-hop in a way like the new york whatever hip-hop he hip produced it hip-hop hip-hop oh, hip it's a really good song <laughs> it's really catchy kanye's verse is good um then he's on the confessions 2 remix with usher it's yep. actually up on spotify wow. and it's yep. really really good like i didn't up. know he was on it until recently and i checked that out i'm like damn this is awesome then he's on Down and Out with Cameron, also from 2004. So it's like, that's three tracks and an album. It's like, you knew the name Kanye West by the end of 2004. Yeah. Um, he's also on John Legend's album, Get Lifted, with yeah. a song called Number One. That one's really good. And it's like, it's a good transition. If you listen to College Dropout, listen to that track, then go into Late Registration. You're like, damn, this is a good segue. Um, wouldn't get far by the game they're calling out video vixens it's a little slut shamey yeah. and very very problematic it wouldn't fly today <laughs> but in a way <laughs> in a way it's like the me too movement before me too because they're kind of name dropping these girls that they know like kind of sleep around to get ahead i don't know it's a really interesting pun track pun intended pun intended <laughs> and then uh Put on by Jeezy, uh, trap yeah. banger. Like that yep. song makes you want to quit your day job, start slinging coke, like just be a piece <laughs> of shit. Put on for your city. I don't care that I'm from Progressive and 200 people live here. I'm gonna put on for the city because of that song. So, so yeah. basically, Danny got it. Yes, basically, Danny. And then yeah, yeah. all these tracks are from like before 2010. I have one from 2014 just because of the name. It's like a Nine Inch Nails reference. It's called Sanctified. And it's by Rick Ross and Kanye West. And I think they have Big Sean on it. And it's off Rick Ross's album, Mastermind, which is a great album. Y'all should check it out if you've been sleeping on Rick Ross. That's one of his best albums. Like, you get a little of those uh, Devil in a New Dress moments. But yeah, Sanctified, great feature. Um, yeah. And then last thing would be how I messed up in the beginning saying uh, Mike... Dean was on One Headlight. It's actually a guy called John Bryan who's on the Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind soundtrack, Lady Bird and Punch Drunk Love for all my cinephiles and Adam Sandler fans. He does the guitar on One Headlight and he uses a screwdriver he found next to the amp as the slide. So if you listen yeah. to that song, you'll hear a lot of that. That's a screwdriver making that noise. The man's a genius. 
Holy Look shit. Into him. <laughs> uh, is there anything else y'all want to add or we're done? Uh, um, touching on the screwdriver thing, the life of Pla- Pablo. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> artwork looks like yeah. a screwdriver. Dude, it looks like the all screwed up uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. layout. I remember when I saw it, I was like, there's something weird about this. And this is when he was like <laughs> dappling with like skinhead shit. Yeah, I swear to God, he ripped that. He ripped off the all screwed up cover with the squares, and then like the color of it, the layout. I was like, this is sketch. <laughs> but yeah, there's a conspiracy yeah. there. Like, this is where the MAGA Kanye comes from because of he listened to <laughs> Screwdriver. I bet. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, oh, actually, uh, it actually, yeah, that does uh, that does match. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, the last last thing I would say is it's like yeah, like. Uh, this this whole like uh, little conversation here is like yeah he's he's problematic and stuff like that and we're not you know we're not being like defensive on the sense that you know he's not been problematic but even at the same time like I kind of go back to what Dave Chappelle said like you know his heart his heart's in the right place he just doesn't have the right words his mind's moving at a thousand miles an hour again I'm not being an apologist I'm not apologizing for him at the same time it's just like there's uh it's, it's just the 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 base of work is just like you know all of the uh, the work that he's done is hard to deny whether you're looking at someone like Michael Jackson, where you're looking at, you know, someone like Bobby Brown, where you're looking at any sort of artist that you may have looked up to that kind of like lost their way or kind of fell off or did some problematic shit. And that's just how I feel about this too. Um, it's just like, you know, looking back at it, it's like, yeah, he shouldn't have said it. And he knows he shouldn't have said it because he even comes back and says it. And I'll, if you guys get a chance, I'll, I'll show you that video here in a second uh, about like the, the Jay Leno one. But yeah, like he, he shows remorse whether he's on, you know, talking about it after the fact or even, you know, during you see his face like, oh, shit, like I fucked up. Like, <laughs> so yeah. it's just uh, at the same time uh, and I no way am I defending uh, with things that he said. But at the same time, like I've been that person who who said something uh, that I probably shouldn't have or like kind of re- done something I shouldn't have. And uh, yeah, that's the way I see it as. And uh, I understand what he's trying to do. I wish he'd do it better, <laughs> but he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's I don't know it's it's still like it's hard to deny the body of work, and that's where I, I stand on that. So, I, I don't say disclaimer. Yeah. No, I, I get I get that you couldn't said it, you could have not said that any better. I totally yeah. agree. With that. So, all right. Well, if you made it this far, congrats. And <laughs> I think, uh, you know what? Let's fuck it. Let's do this. Like, this is going to be a new theme where we listen to an album dissect the album on the anniversary of the release date and then we'll go from there and you know on on a different artist or band shout hey. out to uh, shout out to danny not flaking again so hey <laughs> shout out danny coming through at the last minute he kept us on thin ice on in suspense on our toes and then hit us with the link i would shout even, to, e- <laughs> to even to even five minutes after the, the time we we're supposed to start at so hey there's that hey i'm hey, on better night like drake says Better late than never, but never late is better. Never late is better. Yeah, I'm down for whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, but give my closing statement. Uh, this is going to be problematic. You can delete this, but uh, I tweeted this. <laughs> Today is also the anniversary that JFK got uh, murked in Dallas. But uh, paying tribute to the misfits, Yeezy is the reason president is dead. Um. So yeah, p- people forgot. People forgot JFK yeah. got killed. Yeezy took over. This is Yeezy's yeah. day. Who's JFK? I don't care. It's some guy on a coin. Whatever. <laughs> but, uh, Kanye, the half, uh, is the, half, the half dollar. What is he on? Like the half dollar? Yeah, half like dollar. All right. He's gonna be on the hundred dollar bill. 
one yeah. day. He's uh, he's taking JFK's place in history today. So yeah, Danny, uh, thank you for having me, Levi. Thank you for having me. I'm glad we had this talk. This is awesome. Hope you guys are doing well. I miss y'all. Hope to y'all see you soon and uh, continue to talk about this a little bit more because I know there's a lot of things we didn't touch on, and oh, yeah. I know we'll get to eventually. Yeah, for sure. Let me go ahead yeah, and uh, end this here. Thank y'all for listening. See you on the next one.